everybody, and welcome to a very special holiday installation of Skywatch Television. I'm Joe Horn. We have a treat for you today. We are on set live at the Simply His Coffee Shop. Now, if you're a regular viewer, you may be wondering where my beautiful wife, Catherine, is. She is just next to me here. She's not gone anywhere. And I promise... This is a special holiday one-off. You will have your beautiful host back <laughs> eminently. Another very fun announcement for those joining us today. We have our children and our grandbabies on set. <laughs> and of course, I'm going to steal my sister Donna Howell's thunder and, and let you know that the gentleman behind camera A over here is my brother-in-law, James, who unfortunately is behind the camera and not up on set today. James is hey. in house. Yeah. And running audio, my awesome nephew, Mr. John Anderson. Yeah. What a wonderful time of year, Donna. What a wonderful time of year. I personally love walking through the mall and hearing all the Christmas music. Mm -hmm. all, I love seeing scenes of nativity. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's one of the times that, you know, throughout the year where people that would maybe consider themselves agnostic to religion in general get a chance to see this little baby in a manger, you know? Mm -hmm. Might be their only exposure to a quasi-representation of what the gospel story started like. And I do know, though, that there are probably people even watching this program that feel differently. Uh, they, they look at Christmas time in general with, you know, pictures of Santa Claus in a window and the commercialization of it as a distraction from its true meaning and generally don't like it. Feel that it's almost a negative impact on Christmas. But Donna, you have a different perspective. I do. You want to share that? Yeah. So I'm actually just going to read this note. I actually wrote a Facebook note like 10 years ago. They've done away with the Facebook note feature since then. But I read it later on on Chalk Talk with Josh and Donna. And uh, it it we got a lot of comments on it then too. So I'll just I know read you it did. to you because every time people hear this note, they 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 comment. To the Christians who struggle with the commercialization of Christmas time, believing that Jesus is forgotten in the holiday scramble for toys, gadgets, gifts, and ornamental merchandise. Thank you for keeping the focus where it should be. But I would like to approach this from another angle, starting with the acknowledgement of the legitimacy behind the corporate complaints. Number one, yes, it is the store's early cash-in on people who overspend at Christmas. Number two, yes, it's the radio's way of following the happy hollow Thanksgiving season. Number three, yes, the commercialization of Christmas is tromping right over Thanksgiving. And number four, yes, the commercialization of Christmas follows the promotion of presents, ornaments, and music, snow globes, and glitters, and other sparkly things. But... Why does this all too early reveal of the world's celebration of the most sacred and most Christ-centered holiday on the planet bother Christians especially? We, of all people, should be more excited about this attention from the secular world on the holiday than anyone, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't understand the reaction from the church that immediately goes against how the secular sphere is made to be more aware of our Savior at this time of year. It can bog people down and cut off their joy when Christians complain about what the radio is playing, what stores are selling, what's on television, and how early in the season it's all promoted. We tend to re-complain about this every single year, while the world around us, that secular world filled with souls unsaved, are already starting to show excitement for that day 
when billions of people around the globe will be reminded of Christ's birth and united for the celebration of his arrival on earth 2,000 years ago. Even if that's not how the rest of the world approaches the season, they're joining our celebration. And despite their resistance to the gospel, they can't help but hear the music, see the lights, and know deep down that the occasion is about more than materialistic gain. The Holy Spirit is using this excitement to draw them into the true meaning of Christmas. Then the world sees Christians, people who claim to be those who own this holiday, grumbling about the presents being too expensive or the radio or television shows playing too early, and they don't understand why we are not even more excited than they are. Hmm. See the confusion? Yeah. I personally wish that every day of the year was one wherein we could hear the carolers singing and see the lights all around. Watching as small children are enamored with all of the glory and spirit that our world puts forward when it's time to remember our Savior and his arrival on earth for the purpose of the day remembering our Savior. When we grumble about the holidays, we're missing this great opportunity to celebrate who was born on this earth to save us mm -hmm. all, even while the secular world dominates the season. If we complain about the radio, the television, the ads, the merchandise, it becomes a wonder that when Thanksgiving rolls around, we have anything left to be thankful for. As for me and my house, this is my closer, as for me and my house, Thank you for the public's early start to this great and wonderful holiday. Thank you, Lord, for the early start on being reminded in such a happy time of year that there is an overwhelming reason to be happy and that it is all because of you. Thank you, Lord, that billions of lost souls will be drawn to the stores because of a blinking blue light special <laughs> on aisle 10 and see your manger in passing. Yeah. And thank you, Lord, that this season starts earlier every year. In my humble opinion and from the big picture perspective, that's exactly exactly how it should be. It's all the more reason and opportunity to witness your story to a lost and dying world who needs you now more than ever. Man, wow. Yes. What do you think about that perspective? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're also in house with my parents, Tom and Nita Horn. <laughs> I want to start with you, Dad, and then we'll ask you some questions, Nita, about the pony ranch and what the horses do during the <laughs> coldest, you know, uh, times of the year. But Tom, what do you think about that perspective that Donna just shared with everybody? Yeah. What, what is the real meaning of Christmas here? As I was listening to you, Donna, uh, I couldn't help but uh, think of Paul Harvey years ago. Okay. He had the most phenomenal, well-made presentation on the commercialization of Jesus Christ. And the angle he came from was, we're celebrating the birth of Christ, a Messiah, he was a Christian. But he said that the commercialization of it is a turnoff for a lot of people, but he said, do you realize? And then he went into the economics mm. oh, of wow. the fourth quarter and Christmas and all the gifts that are bought and all the stuff that is done. Oh, okay. And that our nation basically is carried on the back of the holiday season of Christmas. That <laughs> we, we generate more revenue, more money, more for families. Um, than any other time of the year. So it kind of goes along with what you're saying is, you know, don't, don't miss the big picture here mm -hmm. of what God might be doing at any time. Now, you ask me, you know, what is Christmas really all about? Well, in a very simple, and you've heard this until you're, you know, probably tired <laughs> of hearing it, but Jesus is the reason for the season. Right. right? right. <laughs> but that really is true. There's more there than we casually imagine. But it's more than that, too. 
Uh, Christmas is actually a celebration of the accuracy of biblical prophecy mm-hmm. because there's something like 2,500 prophecies in both the Old uh, and New Testament. But in Isaiah 7:14, looking forward to the birth of Jesus, the first Christmas, this famous prophet, he said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and uh, shall bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Jesus clarified that title when he was here. When you see me, you have seen the Father. So isn't that an amazing thought that the arrival of Jesus Christ continues to affirm the Mm -hmm. accuracy of the Bible and its prophecies? Now, we just finished six weeks on television of the most amazing programs uh, on this new three-volume right. series. It's, everybody's calling it our magnum opus. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's the best thing we've ever pr- uh, produced. It, but the title of that three-volume series is The Mystery of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation, mm-hmm. Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. And that title basically says it all that when you look at the coming of Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus Christ, Donna, you wrote about it, in that three-volume series, it begins with the Proto-Evangelium, the promise when God says a seed is coming. You're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. Mm. And uh, <laughs> that's been true from that time and forward. It's all about the seed, the lineage that led to the manger and the magi showing up to say, we have come to see he that is born king of the Jews. It's way more complex than we tend to trivialize, Tom. And when you think about what the true meaning of the the season is, being the birth of the Messiah, and we're going to read that directly from the Word of God here in just a minute as a tradition that started actually with your parents, Mm -hmm. and then we've continued on with our kids. Every year we read the true Christmas story directly from the Word of God. We're going to do that in just a minute. But before we run out of time, because there's a lot of ground I want to cover today, and For those watching the program, I also want to bait you just a little bit. We are going to be talking to the kiddos here in just Mm -hmm. a few minutes. Nita, let's switch gears just a little bit. During the Christmas holiday season, I imagine a lot of our pony sponsors, donors, people unfamiliar with what we do at Whispering Ponies Ranch might be wondering, and what happens with our little ones, the animals we have at the ranch, what happens during these cold months? I mean, I've seen you out there with pickaxes, you know, busting water. And and this is real. It's a hard season. But what happens to the little animals that we have out there? Well, thankfully, I don't have to bust ice anymore because we have automatic watering systems. We finally got automatic watering systems. Finally, and I'm very happy with that. The horses, they they don't get like any kind of special treats. They get the day off, for one. Well, good. And we continue our training, and they grow lots of fuzz. So they don't have to have baths in the winter, and they, you know. Do we have any photographs of these little ponies during the winter time? They are so adorable. They're all fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> they look like little Sasquatchian, <laughs> four foot tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost like Clydesdales shrunk down. You know, um, butterballs, little fuzzballs. But they need that season, in other words. They, they need do. the season of rest, yes. recoup. Mm-hmm. We continue yeah. training, but yeah, it's it's a different feel. Another special shout out that I want to make sure I cover is my precious niece cat. Yes. And I call her Kitty, my pretty kitty. Uh, (laughs) She couldn't be with us today, but her mother and my sibling, uh, my other sibling, Allie Anderson, is here in-house today. (laughs) 
Allie, what's your favorite time of the year? Is it Christmas? Do you prefer Thanksgiving? What's your favorite holiday? It's definitely Christmas. And it's definitely not about the gifts. It's um, my favorite thing is when our family comes together and just has a quiet day. Cell phones get turned off mm -hmm. or left at the door or buried outside somewhere. I don't <laughs> care. You know, and it's right. just to be able to come together and just have that quality time. We're so busy all year long. Yeah. And this family, you know, we just race constant. That's true. That's yeah. true. And it's so nice to just have a day that's just everybody in a building, just us, just quiet spend the whole day together, and mm -hmm. it's just, those are very sentimental times. Yeah. Well, they're I precious. Love, sure. I love the traditional dinners, mm -hmm. both at Thanksgiving <laughs> and Christmas. Remember some years ago, somebody said, why don't you guys quit it with the ham and turkey and all that and <laughs> make burritos? And I said, never. No. Nope. <laughs> oh, I know, you did. Uh, yeah. That was a unilateral shooting down. Yeah. yeah. You know, in our world today that seems to have abandoned so much of the traditions right. that are important. Yeah. It's a moment in time that I just cherish, getting to be with my family, my yeah. grandkids around the table. So. Well, and the grandkids look forward to it, too, every single year. You know, their favorite thing is Thanksgiving and Christmas because we get up early, we go down right. to Grandma's house, and we start making our pies and mm -hmm. cookies mm -hmm. and the stuffing, and yes. each one has little things that they like to do, and the little ones are... The two younger ones are starting to be able to kind of enjoy that mm -hmm. now, too, and partake. So that's their favorite time of year, just yes. for the memories they make with Grandma at Grandma's house. Yeah. I love and it. Mentorship. And they have yes. made, you know, look, with all respect to everybody, a lot of times when little kids make pies or cakes or whatever, you're like, this is so good. You know, yeah. <laughs> but these kids can cook. I yeah. was astonished. I, honestly, true. I didn't even know it was the, the kids. That but but a lot of that is this traditional kind of passing of the torch, yes. like time yeah. with grandma in the kitchen. That's something that we've always been really proud that our kiddos have had the experience uh -huh. yeah. to go into the kitchen with mom and to, to learn to bake. And we've got a, of course, my diet is so specialized. Mm -hmm. I, I only eat nutritious things. Everybody that knows me is almost bored hearing about the functions <laughs> of the human body and gut flora, et cetera. But I won't do cane sugar. There's just things I won't do. A reward blows me apart, right? Yeah. So my little daughter, Nita, here is my resident daddy picky cook. And she bakes, I'm <laughs> not kidding you, gluten-free. She usually uses monk fruit or stevia, something to flavor things. But it is, I mean, better than what better you would than. get at the box store up the road with the name and the, right. the big frosting that's this high. And, <laughs> and it's guilt-free. Um, yeah. And it's guilt-free. So let me ask my favorite little baker in the world, what, Nita, is your favorite part of the Christmas holiday? My favorite part of Christmas is like what mom was talking about is just heading over to grandma's house like mm -hmm. really early in the morning and just uh, making the gravy with her or the cranberry mm -hmm. sauce with her so or the pineapple <laughs> upside down cake. Super fun memories and then also just uh, making some drinks like hot chocolate or listening to Christmas music <laughs> and we're all just singing in the kitchen and we can smell the turkey and the ham. It's just like so fun and relaxing for all of us. And then at 12, we're all like setting up the tables, writing names on like cards so we know where everybody's sitting. It's just, it's so fun for all of us. That's like my favorite part. Mm -hmm. Let's switch over to one of Donna and James's little ones, Althea. Hi, Althea. What's your favorite part of Christmas? That there's no like drama and that. Whenever we sit down to eat, we all pray, and nobody is sad, or it's just very happy. 
mm-hmm. a happy time to be a part of the family, huh? Yeah. What about the food? Do you like the food? <laughs> I really like it. Are I you also... like with Grandpa? You like the turkey? <laughs> I, I do. I also like helping make it sometimes. Yes. Oh, of course, of course. We got a whole generation of little cooks in here. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joey? This is one of Donna and James's other little ones. Mm-hmm. My little Bible theologian, mm-hmm. <laughs> Joey. What's your favorite part of Christmas? Being able to see everyone's reactions when they get their presents. Oh, you like watching their reactions? Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> what about the food? I like the food. It's very good. Do you have a favorite holiday movie? Sometimes we watch the old Charles Dickens Scrooge. Uh, That's always fun. That's a tradition. I think, but my favorite one is, I think it's A Wonderful Christmas or something mm-hmm. like that. It's oh, oh, it's A Wonderful Life. life. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. one. And Joey, literally, Donna, you know I mean this. He really is. You're both your kids, actually, little theologians in training, <laughs> ready to take on the world. <laughs> Someday I'll have to hand over the keys, you know, to these little kids. Tommy trolls me all the time, you know. (laughs) Tommy, you want to do your Joe at Skywatch bit? Here, Here, hand hand him the mic. This is is how he trolls me at home. You ready for this? Hi. Welcome to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Horn. Hey, Hey, Thomas, what's your favorite part of Christmas? Opening presents. Oh, you like opening the presents. What's the real meaning of Christmas? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Becca? This is another one of my little princesses. Becca, what's your favorite time? My favorite time is to see my family and get to hang out with them. Oh, oh that's so <laughs> precious. She's a little servant, that one. She really is. She always cares about the feelings of others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she she always cares more about that than everything else. Do you like the food? Yeah. What's your favorite dish? You like the pies and cakes, or do you like the upside down pineapple cake? Oh, Ooh, yeah. the upside down pineapple cake. Good selection. <laughs> That's Papa's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> down on the end, Miss Katie, she takes care of the zoo babies at Whispering Ponies Ranch and has really has really blossomed as one of the leaders yep. there now. Yes, yeah. yes. What's your favorite time of Christmas? I have three major things that is my favorite parts of Christmas. One of the things is all of the food. I like making the deviled eggs and the pies every year. And then I also love, every year we always play board games, and that's one of my favorite <laughs> things, because all of us families are almost like yelling at each other, getting really intense, and then also then like laughing our faces off. Too many competitive people yeah, in this family. Right. <laughs> But it's always fun. It is fun. And then my my most favorite thing about Christmas is I'm a giver. And so I absolutely love picking up presents, going shopping, going shopping online, you know, knowing everybody's personalities and what they like and giving them their presents. That's my favorite part. (laughs) What about the zoo babies? What are they doing this time of year? You got some alpacas and some others out there. Are they going to balloon out with fur and all that too? Yes, the alpacas get super fluffy, and I've already started noticing that some of my goats are going to be, like, super fluffy. Our little baby goat, Lightning, she's like, her hair has grown out a lot already. Something I heard Grandpa say earlier, Katie, was that there were zoo babies at the manger. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of the manger, we're going to hop into Luke 126, and we're going to read what is truly behind the spirit of Christmas here. 
Luke 1, 26, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. So, uh, Joe, the one person we haven't heard from is you. And okay. I know you have a lot of funny stories, but there's one that goes back some years. Well, it was tragedy. It was probably the most memorable, and this is going to be true for Donna and for Allie, but it was probably the most memorable Christmas of all time because it ended up being disastrous and horrifying, but then kind of hilarious and amazing at the end. So in the lead up to Christmas of 1987, so, you know, you do the math, however old I was, little kid, barely older than Tommy Boy. We had done some downtown Portland, inner city, Teen, teen, challenge. teen challenge, 
Uber ministry outreach drive, and we were out really late. It mm -hmm. took us like an hour to get back to our house in, in Gresham, mm -hmm. Oregon. We had one of those slider locks from the inside of the living room where, where you could, you know, like everybody's seen, you take the little chain and you slide it over. So we get home, and it's two weeks from Christmas. And I got to give you some funny context. So my dad had been telling me for days in the lead up to this Christmas that I was getting a gorilla. You know, the, the head of a child. I'm thinking this little guy is either real and he's being fed through a little hole in the side <laughs> of a box or he's battery up and he's going to be my best friend. But come on, dad, what am I getting for Christmas? What am I getting for Christmas? You're getting a gorilla. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, anyway. Days and days go by, and I'm getting closer now. We're two weeks from this moment where I get my gorilla for Christmas. This is going to be great. My new best friend for life. And I'm plotting, should I get bananas or will they eat grapes? Do they eat meat? I'm asking my mom questions. Do they eat meat? Can I feed him Cheerios? And she's not answering any questions. Okay? I'm getting a gorilla. Anyway, long story short, we go, we go home, and it's after this big inner city outreach, and Dad goes to open the front door, and that chain... And he goes, oh my, we've been robbed. And without hearing another detail, we peek through the little, t and there's just Christmas wrapping is all over the floor. Yeah. And I remember my mom immediately starts bawling, and, and uh, Allie and I find her right here in her chest, and we're, she's got one hand on one head and one on the other, and we're crying. And Anyway, my dad goes around through the back, and he comes in through the house, and he undoes the chain, he opens the door. And I remember my dad systematically walking through the house, Mm -hmm. quickly opening all the, quali uh, the closet doors, mm -hmm. you know, looking behind doors and pulling shower drapes, making sure nobody's in the house. Mm -hmm. They called the cops. Police officer comes out. We finally come to... I remember staring at this cop had a massive revolver on his side <laughs> and just thinking, oh, my gosh, I wonder if he would let me touch that. <laughs> I wonder if he would let me hold it. And I almost asked, but it just seemed too serious. <laughs> He's taking questions from my parents. I look over on the floor, and there is a torn cardboard box, a little reveal of the side of a, a, a little gorilla icon. And I'm looking at it. My dad comes over, and he swipes the cardboard. He goes, don't be nosy. <laughs> Could be I can get you another gorilla. Christmas night, we've recovered. Everything's wrapped. Well, what they had done is these thieves had broken in. Back in the day where you could flip something like a VCR, and they would open any package that they thought might be a VCR or something of value. What they did not do is they did not take the most valuable present behind the tree. I still have this. My dad had bought me a Harmony electric guitar used from a guy that played it at clubs and stuff. Really nice Harmony electric guitar and a Gorilla brand 10-watt guitar amplifier. <laughs> right? Aww. And I, I had guitar fever. So mm -hmm. the fact I wasn't feeding or maintaining a little gorilla was like irrelevant now. <laughs> he was able to go find this guy and they had like one left, but... Anyway, tragedy, I still got my Gorilla amp mm -hmm. and it's a Harmony Electric guitar that I still have to this day. And it's still your best friend. <laughs> and it is still my best friend. What I remember from that year is when that happened, there were people in the community and in the church that donated different things and helped us to replenish most of what was taken. Right. And it was that feeling that, okay, so what was there was gone. But the love that came in after that mm -hmm. was more meaningful right. than if we just would have never had that happen. That's a good point. So there was that to remember, and I was thankful yeah. for that. 
it was disaster, but it gave the church and our, and our church family an opportunity yes. to bless us. So, Indeed, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, unfortunately, we're completely out of time. But to the viewers that have joined us all year, we're so thankful to have you with us. We, we cherish your prayers. We cherish every time you support us with our special offers. Or, but also, and more meaningfully, pray for us because the times we're living in, the kind of content we deal with, is very much under assault constantly. Everything from being deplatformed to having networks less and less willing to put out the kinds of content we're handling. So we cherish your support in all of the ways. Ladies and gentlemen, the true meaning of Christmas is the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't forget it as you spend time with your families this holiday season. For everybody here on the Simply His Coffee Shop, I'm Joe Horn. Was this fun? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Christmas. We'll be back. Merry Christmas, everybody, and happy holidays. Woo!